You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live, live, do it live. Can you watch your language, Paul? Wow, wow, we're live, Paul. You need to watch your dang language. All right, hey everybody, welcome to Low Key Wall. Am I muted? Oh, okay, I'm not muted. Cool. Thought I was muted myself. Welcome to Low Key Wall. Here on the 22nd of June, here on this beautiful, gorgeous Friday. Um, I am joined in the chat room with the um, who got his fresh new dad shoes on, Paul. Or Thank sorry, rich, original yeah. character. Do not, do not steal. Uh, I believe it's Special Agent Copeland now. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you know, you know, DDoS, You know, sorry about that. And uh, we also joined by uh, Reinhold, the last great male Reinhold, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Doing this part of uh, going through the uh, libertarian part of Indiana, guarding it while Dear Leader is away at Port Fest. And while he's away, we have a new uh, recruit into the party. Wow, wow. So you, you really replaced him so we could... Uh... <laughs> no, we've got a, uh, a board, uh, a county board member who switched parties to the libertarian party today. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you came to Liberty and Chill, actually, I think uh, Special Agent Copeland actually brought this up at the at Liberty and Chill. I'm sure, was talking how big big this was. I mean, any day that we get somebody to leave the old parties and join up, it's a pretty good day. That's true, that's true. Now, now we know, now you guys all know what to do. Give him the, the Bill Well treatment that we all know you can't. Okay, all right. That's what you need to do to everyone that comes over. Okay, because he's going to have positions that are not pure libertarian, and don't wait for him to educate it and grow into it. Just beat his head against it until he wants to go back. That's the only way, man. That's the only way. Is to we got to we've got to keep it pure. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't you can't have unprincipled people out there just representing the yeah. libertarian movement. I know. It's unlibertarian. You can't have you can't have discussions and stuff like that. And that's you know. And I was just told by somebody today that they didn't vote for Gary Johnson because they wanted to make sure he didn't get five percent because then that would have been successful, and he didn't want that to happen. I would have violated his nap and slapped that dude in his dick. The imaginary, yeah, that dude, yeah, yeah. Slap your 
<laughs> Slap his dick in the dirt. <laughs> ah! Take that, dude. It's like, my nap. Yep. I just want to make sure you didn't get 5%. Because <laughs> if they'd done that, we would have got funding, and then we would have got invaded by all the, the uh, other non-libertarians who want to come in and just take over the party. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 He's blah. standing on guard, making sure that we stay pure. Good, just good. like Just like Otto from the deleted scene in Life of Brian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if a libertarian is principled in the woods, does it make a difference? Does anybody care? I don't know. Let's, uh, what photos we got from Porkfest? Oh! Anyways, uh, Wicked Kinder, uh, nice comment. Puritanical bozos. Yes. Yes. You're right. A lot of people are puritanical bozos about the whole thing about being pure. It's kind of like Wednesday night at the big show, the Wall Show, when we were talking about uh, the whole immigration wow. argument. You know, we were going there and telling them that, like, hey, you know, you know, just shouting them out, like, you're not this, you need to leave. It's like, no. That's really not a real libertarian stance, and try to give our reasonings why it is why we view the borders the way it is, and why it should be, and the, the libertarian stance and philosophy about it, be and our reasonings before we discuss different things, like the my, like my whole thing about immigration was someone's like, well, you drive down prices, you drive down wages, and stuff like that, and it was like a then that's just then if you're if that's the only thing that's stopping wages from going down then that's just price controls you're regulating the market making sure you can't flood it with unnecessary labor so price controls that's all that is you're just controlling did you see the did you see the uh the release of information today and a study was done and they discovered that if the world went full open borders Mm -hmm. that the gross national product of the world would double yeah yeah, quickly. It'd be it'd be incredibly fast because even if it was easier to take things to Mexico to start businesses at two places, to go places you start businesses and come back, right? It's to be the same thing as any one of us who just says, you know what, I'm going to start a restaurant in Greenwood. You would just drive down to Greenwood. People who want to go to your restaurant in Greenwood could just drive to Greenwood and go do something like that. Instead of like, hold on, in order to get to Greenwood, I've got to go first gotta leave go to go leave go from lawrence into marion once i hit marion you know then i've got to go to marion the new pal and all these freaking borders before all, i get to greenwood all the checkpoints you have to go through too right you have to make sure you have the papers right and you mm-hmm. you're legal in all of those different jurisdictions before you can get there right right yeah and for some reason there's a vein of libertarians out there that will acknowledge the costs of something as simple as getting a license mm-hmm. for next to nothing, a permit to do business. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, that's a cost. It's infringing upon the rights of those people to do business. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I'm perfectly fine with uh, forcing people to spend $40,000 and 14 years to get the right to live in this country. Right. Even, even when you go to the point of saying, uh, well, I'm stand for private property rights, and that's why I didn't like Gary Johnson because Gary Johnson was trying not to allow people to put up no colors allowed signs mm-hmm. in their businesses, right? You know, it's my private business; I should be able to do what I want with it. Well, yeah. what if they want to hire an illegal alien? Oh no, they should be put in jail for that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so, like, w- what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. What happened to the private property argument? You know, then the whole argument that like, well, the Constitution is only the rights given to the citizens of the United States, and I'm like. 
so the Second Amendment can what is a right given from the government, not just because you're human, right? No, 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 no. That's that's an inherent right that I have here because you're a citizen, because you give that from the government, or just because you're just human, you know? Do you have the right to defend yourself because you're human or because the government gives you that right? Because if the government gives you that right, they can take that right away. That's the vein that's the vein of thought you're going through when you're trying to say the constitution doesn't apply to people. Because revoking a citizenship, that it's simple for, you know, the government to do. Yeah, the the US Constitution is a document detailing the powers that the government has, not the rights that the people have. There was an argument that they didn't need the Bill of Rights because there were no powers given to the government that infringed upon those rights. Mm-hmm. But people wanted to have that safety net in there to say, Oh, do we need at least the Bill of Rights to say these are absolutes and we can't mm-hmm. violate them no matter what? And right. then people now come along and say, Oh, well, there's no right to privacy in the documents, so therefore you don't have a right to privacy. The, and an alien bill right is an, a right that exists outside of government. Right. All right. And that was the whole point of Jefferson's and Madison's uh, in, in the Age of Enlightenment mm-hmm. to say that you had an inalienable right that no matter who you are, whether you're a citizen or not, there are certain rights that you have. Mm-hmm. One of them being the right to free movement, which Jefferson wrote about. There's a quote he has about the right to movement is a primary right of personal property. Uh, Wicked Kender says, I still like my idea of offering every foreign-born U.S. college grad citizenship. Um, be, if you pay to invest into someone and to do that to get the best and the brightest, I like that idea. That that is a good I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred. I'm a hundred percent behind that. As long as it's a voluntary organization, non-governmental organization, set up to do that, and handle that, and administer that. So the politics are involved in the decisions on who gets that paid for. Yes, and there's no taxes taken for it. It's freely given. If we believe that this is an important thing, and we want to give money to a, an organization so that they can fund lower income people or people who have a hard time getting into college, get them mm-hmm. into college. Mm-hmm. If that's something that a, a lot of people support, which I think they do, or there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a law for it, then why can't they fund that out of their own voluntary will? You can't do that, but let me talk to you about private property rights. <laughs> There's an article right now, charitable giving in the U.S. tops $400 billion. How can they say that we cannot take care of people through charity when we're giving that much on top of everything we're already giving yeah. through taxation? Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. After theft. 400 after theft. Yeah. It's because um, a lot of people who like to me when they tell me like, well, no one is going to give that. All I hear is you will never give because you don't want to. Or, or the fact that I, hmm? yeah, or I don't, I don't feel like I should give, and then someone else shouldn't. Like, they should be made to too, right? right? That was the whole. There's an article written by uh, uh, Charles Sumner, I think. I, no, it doesn't sound right, but I think that's his name. But he was like the he was the first person to really teach sociology in the United States. He did it at Harvard, and he wrote an article called um, "The Forgotten Man." which was later uh, uh, taken by uh, FDR and perverted to mean something else. Uh, but his, his statement was basically something that I came up with independently 
So if you've got two, three people sitting on lunch on a park bench mm-hmm. in a park eating their lunch, a homeless guy comes up and asks them for money for food. If the first and second person say, oh, yeah, we'll help out and give $5 to the guy. And the third person says, no, I don't want to give the five dollars or like you are because i have to pay for this medicine for my kid or whatever what excuse he is is he doesn't want to do it the first two hold him down beat him up take five dollars out of his wallet and give it to the homeless guy that's our welfare system right now yeah yep the first the first second person we're going to give yeah the yeah, the first and second person were already going to give them the money anyway. Ten dollars would have been plenty for him to go on, but no, right. they didn't want to do it if the third person weren't, and they forcibly made him do it. That's what we're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, see, what can I think? A lot of someone's political philosophy is based on one's outlook of the basic nature of man. That's true, because like a lot of people who are like or authoritarians, whether they call themselves conservatives or Democrats. A lot of them also have a very poor view of other human beings. You know, the ones I hate humans, da 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 da, or they'll say stuff like, um, you know, like you know, humans don't give and they don't help people out. And it's like, well, do you help people out? Do you give in charity? Do you actually do charitable giving? Do you, so? Are you trying to say this is for you or for everybody? Yeah. What are the standard of good may be? Yeah, pretty much. That's. Oh, the, okay. Some of the forgotten man. I've got it here on full screen. Yes, it's William Sumner. Yeah. Sorry, I, I said Charles Sumner because of the Civil War thing. Hmm. Oh, this is oh, this is long. Yes, yeah, kind of long. <laughs> so, uh, if you're reading this while pooping, um, make sure uh, you wear comfortable shoes or got the squatty potty because your legs are gonna go to sleep. Or don't do it while pooping because that's that's valuable meme of theft time. Okay, valuable meme theft time. So, so it's there. Reinhold was able to put it in the chat for everybody. So it's it's there. Mm. I am drinking the um, Amazon Donut Cafe Amazon Pantry coffee. It's not bad. It's ten times better than Folgers coffee. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I tell you what. But yeah, that's that, yeah. Hmm? And that's nothing. And it's the inconsistencies that I have that I have an issue with a lot of these newer libertarians, or the or dealing with these conservatives who don't uh, who bite of the connect the dot. Now I was listening to a podcast this week. Uh, Sovereign Tech, there's a podcast that came out on the 16th, and he was talking about, and they had gave a great study about emotions, on how the gut feeling is basically how your brain processes all your past experiences, all those emotions, they process it very quickly in order to give it to you, the only thing you can get to it to, your brain will send something to it, is that gut feeling. So your emotions, are like it's part of the process of doing that. And a lot of things I have an issue with a lot of these libertarians is that they reject that one human, that human trait of each other of emotions. And they're just like, well, if you make a, a decision based on emotions, it's completely wrong. It's like, no, that's not necessarily the case. Yes, you can sit there and make analytic and, you know, logical decisions and that's great but at the end of the day you are still human and you have these emotions and they need to be taken inside of consideration and and that's 
and basically what I'm saying is that most people should probably listen to their gut because it's your brain making decisions. You're just interpreting it as the quote unquote gut decision. Oh, it's Rhino made a comment, so I was going to read Rhino's comment. It's a brilliant episode talking about it. So I recommend everyone looking up the, uh, uh, the June 16th uh, episode of uh, Sovereign Tech and as they talked about emotions and decision making. Because that uh, it's, to me, you know, I, I, I do want to, like, I was going to, I wanted to bring the article up, but I really want to do it to get it for, uh, to go through on the big show with Dear Leader. So to let him understand, like, you know, like, you know, we're not wrong here. This is, you know, like, a lot of scientists are saying the exact same thing that we are, that we've experienced, that, you know, like, you know, emotions are good for certain decisions. It's okay. You know, it, it helps back up different logical decisions. Brian, you was going to say something before I cut you off? No, I was going Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah. So, oh, snaps. Can't really break that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. It's, and that's, you know, so I'm sure, like, a lot of people are doing these, quote-unquote, new libertarians, or a lot of people like to dis dismiss them, and it's like, you need to understand, it's like, most libertarians have this baggage for the first what what would you say right now like the first two years as they became a libertarian of the former political it, party they've been to it depends on the person it depends yeah it depends on the person on how much they're in, how much of that stuff's ingrained how much they were already leaning uh mm -hmm. who they encounter what arguments they 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 run into and how willing they are to re-examine their their uh hmm. political thought processes uh, some people are just very like stone faced. They're not going to um, really re-examine what they think. They're just like, "This is my thought process. I'm standing. This is the way it goes. I'm not going to think about it." So it depends a lot of on that. But yeah, usually over the period of a year or two, you'll see people start to change. You can see that with Bill Weld. He's um, I, like I talked to uh, Andy Craig, who's actually uh, knows him fairly well for working on the Johnson campaign, and he says that. He gets very frustrated when people say he doesn't know the philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he he accepts now that he's not doing a good enough job in communicating that he does. So and he takes it very personally, and he's working hard to make sure that that changes, that that perception of him changes. Now there's a lot of people inside the libertarian community who are just rejecting him flat outright because of what he said right. about Hillary Clinton. So they just were like, "That's a done deal. Forget it." Because mm -hmm. that was an argument I was having today. Um, where people were wanting to jail her for the email server, even though through law, because of mens rea, she wasn't in a position where she could be prosecuted for those that mismanagement of her server, right? So it's a kind of a little technical thing in in the law, but that mens rea is there to to help basically defend the rights of individuals who are being prosecuted, especially so they don't get prosecuted for political reasons. Right. So as a libertarian, we should be defending the rights of the of the accused through things like that. Hmm. Right. But so many libertarians just want to get her because of Haiti and, and all these other things that she's done that they're willing to look the other way on that and just have her jailed for anything they can find. And yeah. to me that's not that's not libertarian thinking. <laughs> right. Well, I have an argument as to the mens rea thing, but 
it's neither here nor there. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is that's that's something really that lawyers need to be involved in because that's for for some of us who are junior lawyer or you know armchair lawyers. Um, it, <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to say one way or the other. There are people on both sides of this argument, but I think at some point you have to say it's acceptable for the, the lawyers in this case to say that that takes takes a it should be considered um mm-hmm. and those who do are there trying to use it as a way to just keep her out of jail or whatever they're saying you know what i'm saying yeah it's like that that's an argument that needs to ha- be had in this in this case that i think hasn't been part of the process because everybody politicizes so much well, I mean, the other thing that isn't talked about very often is when you consider the political climate at the moment. I mean, what would happen if the charges were brought up against Hillary and such? I mean, really, in this political climate with the uh, the, the the poisonous air between the two big parties. I mean, it would tear this nation apart. Look at Kinder, everybody. Yay! Live on air. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and the, <laughs> but the problem I have is those in in a in a courtroom setting. That stuff should be put aside and shouldn't be part of the consideration. Either we shouldn't do it because of politics, or we should do it because look at all these horrible things that Hillary has done. Which I'm not saying she hasn't done horrible things. What she did to Haiti was unconscionable. Right. But get her on that. Don't go and try and invent some charge over here that she may or may not be technically kind of guilty for. Right. If if the prosecution or the people bringing that prosecution say they haven't ever done that for anybody in that position without having mens rea being you know, part of the process, that's kind of something where we kind of have to say maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but where, where do you give good faith at in that situation? Where but, do you err um, on the... Yeah, but I mean, by that same token, though, I mean, I just I just feel that the the sheer amount of dirty laundry that would get aired, politically speaking, from both sides is the reason why nothing has happened. Hmm. I don't know. Because um, the Haiti thing is uncomfortable, and you are right, and that's what I prefer her to go down for, the email thing. The email thing, which I loved about the email thing, which I thought was awful, just shows you how awful government is and wonder and it just to me as the most of me just it always got me with the whole email server thing is what the heck was on there was so freaking bad that they had to do it that they had to delete it and get rid of it that bad well and and well and the other thing too is how how much does this speak to her complete and total lack of mismanagement, right? Yeah, and incompetence. And any of this stuff, right. Yeah. So that was what people should have been focused on. And if they had just went away from the wanting to put her in jail thing and focused on that, I think that would have been a bigger hit to her. But, I mean, in the end, she didn't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. But Yeah, but, yeah, that's it to me. It was, well, like, just, like, the, even, like, the 
the complete mismanagement, like, well, we actually deleted like that doesn't happen, right? Most IT people who are or that had the capability, IT knowledge to handle this, everyone was like, no, you can't do that. You can't delete these things. Well, I don't think they had competent IT people handling that server. That's what I'm saying. Then who rolled out that server? Then did they just someone they anybody can someone? anybody that's can true. roll out a server? That's true. They just rolled out the email server real quick and just walked off. Yeah. All she just she just wanted a way to communicate without having to deal with it and maybe pass some things back and forth outside of the, uh, the system. rules and legalizations of the documentation processes that happen with the federal system, right? So because yeah. a lot of stuff has to be saved in, mm -hmm. in the federal system, they can't be deleted anything. Right. Yeah. Which they have deleted things. The FBI deleting all the tech messages, but that's a sad point. That's a no here, no there. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, and the other squirrely thing I was like, I always tell people was like, the only reason I would ever roll my own email server is that I wanted to be able to delete and control the conversation that I believe the conversation that we're having through this email server should never be let out. Other than that, it's just, just too much work. Oh, yeah. Or you don't want any, yeah, you don't want a chance of anybody getting an eye on that thing that you don't, haven't vetted and know who it is. Right, yeah. You know, like the uh, the secret Omega level uh, wall email server, you know, that's sitting in, in uh, uh, Deer Leader's trunk of his car. That, uh, okay, secret hidden. <laughs> okay, no one goes in there. Yeah, that, I mean, I mean that, that also goes to, uh, uh, I mean, the very fact that the dang email server was sitting in her upstairs, what was it, the bathroom or yeah, something like bathroom. that? Yeah. You know, you know some shady shit was going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, super shit. Yeah, yeah. The you know, the fact that it was in the bathroom, not like a proper closet, because you know, like, because their house had been like, it wasn't like, like someone just put a, you know, like the, the Comcast router on like, a, like their entertainment system. It had been all professionally, the house had been professionally wired. It's probably set because they just hired someone that did that. So the fact that it was sitting in the bathroom away from it was like, hmm, this was supposed to have been tacked on at like midnight. But who knows? Like I said, it's all speculation, and that's the other thing that you always got to me was like, wow, you know, it's it, it's just either a very stunning conspiracy theory or the incompetence of the government on parade once again, you know. And I usually default to the incompetence on parade because I don't think any of these guys are that smart mm -hmm. to do these massive conspiracy theories and have them actually work. You know what I'm saying? Whenever they try them. They feel miserably. Oh yeah, like um, like this whole uh, the immigration thing and the parent separation. That's it. Just goes to show you how incompetent. I'm sure when they set that all that into play, they never once thought any of this would happen. But what the thing is, they never like sat there and ran through the scenario. Okay, so what do we do with the kids? Well, you know, we'll just have them meet up with relatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be easy. Did you? Did you read that Twitter three that Twitter um, thread that I posted? I think it was in the uh, in part of uh, your leader's prep notes. No, they, uh, there's so much in that that you posted something. I know it was so much, <laughs> but but basically the story is uh, is an immigration lawyer who was in line meeting Whee! and greeting. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I said his name and he pops up. <laughs> What's up? How is pork? How is pork fest? 
I uh, just got back from the campgrounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The reason Hillary Clinton had a private server, by the way, is because she was going to run for president and didn't want any incriminating information or even information that could look incriminating on a government server that could be subpoenaed. So she destroyed 33,000 emails on purpose so it wouldn't come back to haunt her in the... That's why she had the server. It was not incompetence. It was... Conspiracy. So that's really so you you know a purposefully subversive act establishing mens rea. Hmm. Uh, can prove that. <laughs> anyway, spangled from pork live from pork fest. Yeah, live man on the scene. <laughs> yeah. So. I got here Thursday. I I, I had an easy flight in, as easy as flights are. But I got in about one to Boston on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, then ended up uh, going over to get the rental car, but they were delayed. Like, uh, unknowingly, I are right in the middle of, like, the historic part of Boston. And they're like... <laughs> Can you come back in an hour and a half? And normally I would be so irritated because I get irritated when I travel. But mm-hmm. I was like, sure. I was like, now, where do I find the sites? And I like walk out and turn right and there's King's Church. And then, mm-hmm. you know, up a block is the Boston Massacre and, you know, Fentanyl Hall or whatever it is. Yep. And it's funereal, I think. Um, so saw some sites and then drove up and decided to take my time. I got super bored about an hour and a half in. So I decided to stop in Concord for Concord. Concord. It's. I was informed at the podcast taping today that is how you say it. It is not Concord, uh, like <laughs> you know, a true a true Englishman should say Concord. Mm-hmm. So had a wonderful lunch in one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to, maybe the most beautiful city in Concord, and uh, it's the state. Ca- it's the state capital, and unknowingly, I'd stumbled into a street festival, and they had all these great, all these great booths, and you know, walked along and had uh, the Hangover Burger at the Barley, the Barley House, I think it was called. It was really, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, and then got on my merry way, and it was seventy-one and perfectly sunny both days that I've been up here, and it was just perfect and beautiful and the drive up uh into the mountains was at at near sunset on a perfectly sunny day in the middle of summer it was just one of the most beautiful i will never be able to recreate that experience if i ever tried in my life it's like it was like on the lincoln memorial at sunset mm-hmm. and class uh, or whatever and the the sitting like standing on the steps on a cool fall day of the Lincoln Memorial at sunset on a beautiful day just I fell in love with politics like at that moment because it was so beautiful and that's sort of how this trip was I mean it was just so pretty and picturesque that you're like man I really should move to Concord and and then I I'm driving up and I'm like this would be great to live in New Hampshire and that's mm-hmm. their ploy they they, they flat out I t- I sat down and talked with the former head of the Free State Project Carla Garrett. Matt, um, uh, oh, that one, yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah, um, that one, and, and we talked all about that. We can talk about that if you want, but, um, 
So, because I he he basically had been there for a month when all that went down. So he was like, I didn't, I wasn't asking for it, but it happened. So he, uh, so he was like, yeah, we lure you up here at beautiful times of the year to make you move here. And you know, there is a part of you where you're like, God, I really would love to live here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then like you pass a snowmobile museum and then you're like, Nope, (laughs) not going to happen. Uh, so it, but it was a really fun trip. I mean, it was, it was a lot different with, with the SFL where like with SFL, I got such a shit, uh, yeah, I can cuss on this, right? Yeah, you A shitty start, um, where it just, and I missed the conference and I didn't know anybody and I was just like mad and hated every second of the Washington trip. But this was the total opposite, very relaxing and fun. And, uh, so got there. Met Johnny. Well, Johnny Rocket had forgotten his cigarettes, so I brought him cigarettes, and he had uh, he was three sheets. Johnny Rocket was three sheets to the wind at that point, and didn't stop telling me how much he loved me, and I was his hero, and I loved every second of it. Um, and Mark Claire uh, hung out with him, and Jess Mears from the Libertarian Party, and Roger. It's really nice, and it was fun to kind of walk around and see the sights, and then woke up this morning and did the show which went really well and was fun and then the league of liberty was really really fun really good show so good that we're gonna like put it publicly out on all of our feeds because it was just i don't know funny and interactive with the crowd and Mm -hmm. like i love the live shows and i love wall live because you get to interact with the crowd and you can hear the laughter and it's just kind of you know it's like showbiz um and then i spent the day right after that then i hung out with bittner uh and morgan for a few hours they had driven up and then uh watched the lions of liberty do their their show which was uh liberty libertarians drinking liquor and liver liver uh, liver rooms living, uh, living, living rooms, rooms. And not liver rooms tonight was a liver room because they had a whiskey challenge where they had two big ass bottles of whiskey and one team tried to drink more than the other team and uh brian mcwilliams we just tried to get in my car and he said i'm gonna throw up so he had to get out and lay in the grass and then we were like well let's go back i took the <laughs> lions of Li- i took the lions of liberty harry back uh, his name's you. i think jd uh he's he's a poor man's harry let's be honest he's no harry price uh that's better yeah and uh I know we had a black co-host, so they had a black co-host. It's uh, I, the competition's disgusting. I know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, one of the co-hosts, Howie, is missing. Nobody can find him. He's been drunk. He slept for four hours in a U-Haul today. Uh, Mark, Mark was so worried about everybody that he sobered up. Uh, the, the one is barely able to walk. The other is almost not able to walk, and one can't walk, and the other one's missing, and then. One, the one that looks like Tom Hanks, Odie, he's uh, he's doing fine, and then Mark's doing fine. But yeah, that was a mistake. They uh, they went too hard in the paint. It was like, it was bad. It was like, uh, <laughs> they thought it would be a funny bit, and they, I, I was like, listen, guys, you've been drinking in the sun all day long. There's no food out here, like. They missed the the free VIP pizza at five, so like they had no food in them. Oh, I was that's... like, okay, I know I work with someone at the radio station, and her job is to pretend to be a female person who has relationship troubles on radio shows. She works for a major radio company. Mm-hmm. 
that basically just calls in to national radio shows and pretends to have love troubles with her actor boyfriend on the other end. She does not. I'm like, so yeah, like Smiley in Indianapolis does this thing where he's, he guesses your horn and you call in, you beep your horn and he guesses your car and he always gets it right. And I, I was like, when I was an intern, I was like, how do you do that? He's like, I ask them, you know, I said, you can say you had eight drinks, but you don't, you can have two and then say you had eight. Like, it's okay to exaggerate that stuff. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, my philosophy is you cannot exaggerate the stuff that has public importance, like policy or politics or facts or any of that kind of stuff. But, like, when it comes to the entertainment portion, mm-hmm. like, be aware with We Are Libertarians, I fudge some of the stuff to make the story better. That's perfectly acceptable. So, like, don't, they didn't listen. And they got real drunk, <laughs> and it's a really funny show. But it was oh, a really man. good time. So yeah. And Roger, Roger, and I had a great conversation just now before I left. And good. So yeah, I had a good time. And then tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up whenever I wake up and drive down and go on a walking tour of Boston, and then Ooh. go to the airport and fly home. So that's mm. the plan, anyways. Mm. So mm. yeah, very fun trip, very good trip, and uh, met a lot of. A lot of people handed out a lot of cards and, mm-hmm. you know, doing my podcast here, I, I had, um, I, I made a lot of new fans because they're people who listen to the League of Liberty podcast, but they never actually go and listen to We Are Libertarians. And because they're either really into, they're usually, most of the guys that came from in, in the Lions of Liberty. And I just did really well with my podcast and on the League of Liberty podcast. And they're like, yeah, I'm definitely going to listen, man. And yeah. just talking to people. And so, yeah, one guy is like a one guy that I met. He was there and uh, got talking in the breakfast line. And then he came up and then was impressed and like went and looked at our website and then grilled me later about the, the all the stuff. And um, he's friends with one of the founders or he's a coworker of one of the founders of Bitcoin and he may uh, help arrange an interview. And so there's people like that where it's, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And it was fun to talk to them and talking to the head of Porkfest and mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of different people. So uh, I barely ate any food. So tomorrow I'm going to eat like a king. Uh, <laughs> I saw so. that bi- that burger picture that looks uh, like some food. That was the Concord. That was that was the so I I had like no food mm-hmm. before I left. I got like something in the airport, and then uh, that was like seven fifteen when I ate that, and then I didn't eat till like one, and I ate like like a real fucking tourist ate like the tiniest lobster roll you can imagine for twenty five dollars. Mm. How dare you! And so yeah, so like halfway up, I'm just like starving. I was like, I need some substance. And I had that burger and it was the best thing ever. But it was 4.30. So when dinner time came around, I'm like, ah, I'm not hungry. Uh, and then at 10.30, my God, I could have eaten an entire pizza. But I came back and just had some animal crackers. So yeah. so then I go, skirt, you know, then I wake up today and have the other half of the animal crackers. And then had like, like several slices of pizza through the day. But nothing, you know, so tomorrow... Oh, yeah, yeah, the Oreos. Well, I'm sorry that I wasn't there to help you get food, because I I show you how to eat truly like a king up in New Hampshire. Yeah, I I would really like being there with. So 
the Lions of Liberty guys, they had one, two, three, four, five, six guys. So they had six of their co-hosts there. And they're all guys that went to college together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're they're kind of the, the core group of the six. And they all use their Patreon money to fly everybody out. Okay. And I definitely like to take some of the co-hosts and, you know, maybe do pork fest or we do our own little thing. We The four of us actually talked about maybe a a League of Liberty cruise or a League of Liberty like retreat or something along those lines, because I think it'd be fun for, you know, not necessarily to make money, but just to get our our listeners together and do mm-hmm. our podcast and. No, I think it'd be fun to come to a place like New Hampshire or maybe do it in the middle of America where people can drive like Kansas City or Colorado, maybe even, um, mm-hmm. although that, that'd be far for the New Hampshire people. But yeah, so just get everybody together and and have a good time, um, you know, and, and or or do something like, you know save up and and bring all the co-hosts or some of the co-hosts out anybody who would be wanting to come to a pork fest or something like that from the from the we are libertarians co-host group because i do think that would be fun i i you know i hung out with mark johnny and and uh then the lions guys today and and roger's too busy to hang out and bittner and morgan thank god they were here and you know and jess but like that was kind of it so it's like um a day and a half was good enough because I ran out of things to talk to them about. So, <laughs> so and I, you know, I'm I'm shy, so I don't like to make too many. Um, well, how how well populated was it? Was there a lot of speakers there? A lot of people uh, there, or was it ton of programming? But um, uh, not not as I, I was surprised at how small it is. I thought it would be bigger, yeah. uh, and. It was Roger said fifteen hundred, and that may be true, um, but it didn't feel like fifteen hundred. It feel it felt like a few hundred. So, um, you know, Roger, I don't think would fudge the numbers though. So it's certainly possible, but uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel big. So, which was the surprising part to me. Porkfest never does until like the photo, and even then, if the photo happens, it's like the all right the. Porkfest core group, some of them use Porkfest just to get together and they don't really leave their campgrounds, basically like the wood area. They don't leave. Yeah. So there's so, several hundred Jess, people that are just stay up there at the campgrounds. Yeah, and so like Jess told me that there would be 400 more people at least tomorrow because it's Saturday, so yep. she's like, you're not going to be there tomorrow? I'm like, eh, nah. Which is the biggest day, yeah. Yeah, and, and for for my part, like... Large crowds are. Nah, uh, it's like I, I I'm here to see I I'm here to see Johnny Roger and uh, Mark and his guys and it was great to see Jess because I haven't seen her in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so so like that was really one of the reasons I wanted to come up here because I've never met Mark and Johnny and I talked to them more than monthly, you know. So so and Roger really wanted us the three of us to come up there and be a part of it. And he was just really excited to have all of us there. And I don't know, it was, it was a, it was a really fun time. And so I I've seen them, <laughs> you know, and Johnny leaves tomorrow. And so it's like, I'm just ready. To, uh, it's, I've had a lot of fun and I, I'm getting more comfortable traveling because traveling was always one of those things that I didn't think I could afford to do. Yeah. 
yeah and so now it's like oh i could totally do this and like you know the the rental car place reserved a hundred dollars more than they should have and i'm like eh, it's fine i'll make it you know like it's just there's i haven't had the stress on this vacation and so it's just been really it's been really kind of nice but did you see that you know after on that rental car though uh yeah it's a lot so especially <laughs> Matthews, but and i i get the insurance on everything because oh yeah oh yeah yeah i get the airline insurance and i get the rental insurance and i you know because especially if you're driving three hours there and three hours back, and uh, it was a good decision. So, but but no, I um, you know, after a day and a half of, you know, yesterday was I got up at five thirty, I got to Porkfest at eight p.m., and then you're there till eleven thirty, and then you go to bed, you wake up at seven, you go straight there, you get back at eleven, and it's just kind of like, all right, I'm. I need to be away from people. So, so I don't know that I'd want to be at pork fest for more than a couple days. Um, but I think I feel that like that about probably everything. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, I want to go home to my cats. Yeah. Well, let's see. That's how like a uh, Lacey like does pork fest when she goes, she's usually there. And, but during the daytime she takes off and she goes down to Concord or, uh, back down to Salem and just like does all this, just sits down there and just goes around and just sees things. And then come back right. up to go to sleep. Yes, I am. I love traveling because I like going to places like Concord, and like it's 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 as, it's as exciting for me to like go to a little New Hampshire cafe and mm-hmm. eat there and talk to people in the town and like meet strangers in the town. Like I'm more excited to like do that in some ways than I am to like go to pork fest. Hmm. Have, you know, you, have you bought your, have you bought anything with cryptocurrency while at pork fest or no? Cause I don't have any cryptocurrency really. Uh, like I had some, but I was just like, you know, uh, transfer you some doge coin so you can get some gas and doge. Well, so Morgan really was starving and wanted a pizza, but she just had a credit card and she couldn't find any food. That <laughs> took credit. So she had no cash and no crypto and she, and no, but nobody would take credit, which was mystifying to me. It's like you do crypto, but not credit, but exactly. You know what that? Means. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. So, so yeah, like for me, it's uh, about to get to go. It's about going to a place that you've never been around people that, you know, and I think when you, leave your hometown so i've i've traveled i traveled a bunch for the libertarian party and i traveled a lot as a kid but i haven't you know really in the last few years and i have a different mindset about life than i think i did 10 years ago for instance when i was traveling for the lpin mm-hmm. and i i don't know i think it just broadens your horizon and that's kind of cliche to say but i see what they mean because when you you know, now that I look at Indianapolis, Indianapolis is kind of bland and homogenous and like the ethnic, the like in Boston, the ethnic neighborhoods and the history make it really special. Philly, you know, the industrial nature of it is really cool. Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. is obviously great. And like New Hampshire is just. Yeah. And you kind of go around and you go, OK, I've seen all these in the primaries all these years and you know, A, where the hell do these people make money? How do these people live? Like, there's just nothing up here, but there's all these people, and you just go, wow, okay. And, you know, you talk to them, and they're just, I don't know. It it 
kind of makes the world smaller, but it also makes you um, think differently about a lot of different things when you travel. So, so whenever I travel, I do what Lacey does. Like I like I like to go to Concord and or Concord and like get go. lost. And you know, I like going to Boston, and so I'm gonna add five or six hours onto my trip on the bookends to go and see stuff in Boston and like, you know, not just historical stuff, but like try and eat. I, I never eat at a chain restaurant when I travel. You know, I try to go and eat at places I can't eat at home. Before you leave Lancaster, you have to go to the McDonald's up there because they actually have lobster rolls at a McDonald's. Wait, there's a McDonald's up here? Yeah. Son of a bitch, where's it at? All right, you know how you go into town and you go um, by the uh, grocery store in town? You keep going on that road. So you pass Scorpions, okay. right? You can pass Scorpions, you pass that uh, the grocery store. You keep going and the road will bend to, you get to a fork in the road to go left or go right. You go right, there's a McDonald's on that side on the other part of the ta- the other part of the town. Okay. okay, so I haven't made it past the gas stations. Yeah. Like I said, I've been that way, and that's actually how I leave Lancaster. I go on that road and go left, which takes me down to Vermont, so I don't have to go through that the status hellhole, which is Massachusetts, and then only go into the northern part of uh, New York. Oh, okay. When you but you drive, don't you? Yeah, I drive. All right. Yeah, I'm flying, so I'm I gotta go back to Boston. But yeah, unfortunately, well, when I, I, when honestly, I, with, I love when I yeah, when I went to Boston with my wife, we, we, we did some dog rescue stuff where we drove dogs up, and then we spent the, a weekend there. Um, so we did the rounds doing the, the walking tours and looking at all the uh, – my wife looks to look at the graveyards, and they have some great graveyards with some famous people and, and things to look at there. So that's fun to watch. But we also drove down to Plymouth Rock, mm. which is just a small little place, but it's actually very yes. uh, historical and meaning, and it, it, it's really nice to go visit. And there's a uh, – Right on the pier on Plymouth Rock, there's this lobster place that's just wonderful food. Fresh, fresh, fresh lobster. It's, um, uh, and it's cheap as heck. What is that place called? Ah, uh, crap. My mom just ate there. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> she yeah, I don't remember the name, but it was Not Red awesome. Rock, because that's just off of Salem. That's off of Lynn. Uh... All right. I'm sorry. I'll have a message my mom. But yeah, yes, that yeah, is I... really good. I mean, I didn't walk. I didn't talk with anybody. I had a brief conversation about cryptocurrency tonight, but I didn't have a political conversation with anybody at Porkfest. And part of that is I just, you know, it's like uh, I walk around and like you hear people, excuse me, talking about, you know, John Locke and like for them, it's a, it's an escape and they, you know, their lives are not political. They're not talking about politics. It's not a part of their daily habit. So it's fun for them to come here and be around people that they can kind of let loose intellectually. But like for the podcasters, it's like, this is a place to goof off and talk about podcasting. And I spent most of my time talking with those guys about, you know, how do you do this and what's your setup? And they were asking me all kinds of stuff. And like, you know, so, uh, so it was more of a podcasting convention. But when I'm in Boston, and like when I was there the other day, and when I was there a year ago, when I came to visit my nieces, like, and, and I spent the day walking Harvard, and then over to to the North End and Paul Revere's house, and I, when I go to Boston, it that is what recharges me for the show and just for. 
I don't know. It just is, you know, to get to walk along uh, in inside King's church and rub your hand along a rail that Charles, you know, yeah. the pew that Charles Sumner sat in and you knew George Washington touched this piece of wood that you're touching. And, you know, here's the, you see the cost that, I, I don't know. It just makes the cost of the revolution so much yeah. more intense. You see the place where they actually discuss the revolution, you know, how are we going to do this? And where they get to that point where they decide they have to do this, right? That's yeah. just amazing feeling there. And I'm, I'm walking outside of King's church and just admiring it. And I'll see this Bostonian walking by eating a banana and he takes his banana peel and he throws it on the lawn of the church. And I'm just like, putting to go kill the guy. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it just because it means so much when you're when you don't see it every day i guess to, to yeah. feel that i get i get an energy from being in that part of uh boston and being there and unlike unlike any other place other than st augustine i mean i love st augustine florida because my grandparents lived there and my parents had a condo i went there a couple times every year as a kid and and I was giving history tours at five years old in St. Augustine, and it's the oldest contiguous city in the United States. Yeah. Founded in 1565, and like, you know, Boston, like St. Augustine, like Charles, Charleston, and I'm sure New Orleans will be this way. Like, you just turn around every five minutes, and there's another piece of history. Like, I ca- I kept getting lost because the GPS didn't work, and so like <laughs> I unknowingly found where Ben, you know, the telephone was invented, and then here's you know where some you know, Ben Franklin took a, he vomited after visiting a French prostitute for the first time. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, it's, I love history so much and to immerse myself in it. Uh, I really, you know, and, and being 30 without kids, without responsibilities, really a job that's very flexible, um, you know, some disposable income. I really want to, over the next few years, travel and just kind of do stuff that immerses me in, history and other cultures and and i think that's kind of the thing that um you know i i may change my mind but (laughs) you know like i really i don't know i've i've enjoyed this trip i've enjoyed a lot of the traveling that i've been doing because i've gotten something tangible out of it and for me um like have you guys watched the documentary on netflix called Ichiro loves sushi. Ichio loves sushi. Yes. Uh, yeah. I watched that in 2016 while I was on break. And like, so I was, I was just like a fat piece of garbage who ordered pizza every day and like sat mm-hmm. and watched Hitler documentaries. And like, I don't know, just kind of a sad, weird, depressed, lonely place in my life. And wasn't particularly happy with my job at that point. And, uh, the podcast was just kind of the podcast and mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't a lot of driver purpose. And I watched that documentary and this guy is in his seventies or eighties at this point, And he runs a sushi restaurant in, uh, I think Tokyo in Japan. And it's considered the best sushi restaurant in the entire country. I mean, it's, it's just top. And it's because this guy is just obsessed with what uh, obsessed with process more than anything like he's just he's a machine and he lives for perfecting what he does mm-hmm. and it just was uh and then around the same time kind of finding ct fletcher who is this like big loud like 
weightlifting black guy who is like an inspirational like he's just amazing like youtube ct fletcher and you'll see and he just talks a lot about obsession like if i die doing what i if i die with my obsession that i died happy and i died with purpose and i don't know he's but he needs a heart he just got a heart transplant now he's not so eager to die but uh like i just was like for me the podcast and this thing that i do because my job and my hobby slash second job basically are the same thing Mm-hmm. You know, it's really how do you do b- radio broadcasting on the Internet and build audiences online? And everything is about getting really good at that. It's like, why don't everybody kept saying this weekend, like, why don't you drink? Like, it is always weird to not drink and go to some place where everybody's drinking. And I just want to say, like, because I want to be as clear minded at all times as humanly possible so because something may catch my attention that will be a great show topic you know and it kind of came from that documentary and it's just like that's why i love traveling is because you have these little experiences that can completely if you're paying attention and you're noticing then Mm -hmm. your mind can be completely changed about something yeah and there's something about being in the moment and being able to remember in the moment and appreciate it at the time and it's hard to do when you're dulling your senses so much right, right. so i mean i'm going to be going down to nola next week and it's like i'm not going to be hanging out in all the parties and getting completely plastered like that because i'm going to be enjoying just the experience and being there right i don't it's, understand that it's it's not even about it's not even just about that it's like had i been on my phone and playing on my phone on the trip up you know, there's one point where I'm driving through some of the most beautiful country yes. on earth oh, yeah. with perfect weather. Mm-hmm. And like, I will never have this moment again. I will never recreate this moment. And I caught myself looking at my phone, checking Facebook. And I just was like, you're never going to have this again. Why are you distracting yourself with this? Like, enjoy this because you, you this, this is peak, yes. per, this is peak beauty. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just, I don't know. And I, I've tried and tried so hard over the last year, especially just to be present and not miss those little moments because mm-hmm. I think it's important, you know, and like, I don't know. It's like, not, not for nothing. I love the, the Lions guys. Uh, and, and it was a good idea. Fun, but they're also going to be completely miserable for the two days that they're here tonight and tomorrow. And it's just like, I don't know. Think of all the things you lo- you missed out on, but right, it's, it's it, it is weird like when you don't drink everybody's obsessed with the fact that you don't drink and i don't know if it's like an insecurity thing because they think you're judging them which is not the case at all but it's like i want you to take a drink uh you know here chase this like it's always these sly little ways to try and trick you into drinking and or smoking uh, smoking pot is the same way you're mm-hmm. like i literally don't give a shit if somebody else drinks or does any kind of drugs or whatever it's like but other people really care that i don't and it's always a weird thing to me and i don't get the mentality whatsoever and i think it it must be just like a an insecurity thing but it's it's not i literally don't care yeah i have the same experience (laughs) isn't that weird it's bizarre like i think maybe once or twice harry has offered to buy me a drink or something uh but you know he stopped that out of respect pretty quickly but no it's 
and it's never even disrespectful. It's like a running gag. Like, uh, I, they kept making fun of me for being such a Puritan because, like, Johnny Rocket and I couldn't have two different lifestyles if we tried. Like, it's, we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of lifestyle. He's a hard-drinking, hard-smoking, rockabilly musician. He's cool as fuck. And, like, and I'm, like, a nerd who just doesn't drink, doesn't, like... I need to bring my water jug. <laughs> you know, like I, I you're both know, on I the opposite. You're both on the opposite pole of John Caffey. Apparently. Nah, no, he's like, uh, uh, but Johnny and I like empathy and like being weepy and emotional. We're just like exactly the same, you know, like mm-hmm. he's couldn't be a sweeter person, but it, but like, the juxtaposition of me and Johnny, I, he, they kept calling me square and I don't know. I, I guess like it doesn't <laughs> bother me even in the slightest cause they're just, teasing. but it is always a weird because it was a constant thing that was discussed and you just go, why do you care? Like if I, you know, and I don't even bring it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I mentioned it on the show that they're just like, why don't you drink? And then it becomes a topic. And then you're just like, let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I'm, I don't want to talk about me. Yeah. At least not that you want to, you, you fine with talking yeah. about you just that that is not on the table. Right. Yeah. You know? it, it, Cause it's like, I've explained why let's move along. Like ask me how I produce my podcast or right. like, you know, what's your favorite food or something, you know, it just, it's, it's uh, it, it's one of those deals where you just kind of go, maybe I should, because I am a very controlled, very, uh, and it it's so apparent when I travel like this, because I go through like all these checklists to make sure that I have everything. I don't have like written out checklists, but just mental checklists of, okay, bring this, I'm going to be there for three days, count out this many pairs of underwear, mm-hmm. count out, you know, bring these creature comforts. Uh, you know, make sure, and everything is like a little step ahead. And so when we went to the gas station earlier, I got my jug of water and, you know, it's always planning ahead and like, and then there's Johnny who like chain smokes three packs a day. And he's like, ah, shit, I don't have any cigarettes. Like, how did you not plan ahead to buy like, but I just, I've noticed how I, I don't want to say uptight, but let's say prepared I am. Mm-hmm. at all times for everything it's it's funny compared to those guys they're all just so like freewheeling <laughs> so and i'm they're like aren't you coming back tomorrow I'm like no 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 i have a schedule to keep so but uh <laughs> but i'm glad you well, enjoy pork fest i'm glad you enjoyed it and after all yeah. these years of me pulling you and trying to get you to go you finally get go and you go like, wow, okay, you get it now. You get why I always wanted to keep going back, you know. And the reason why, like, I liked it when you could just disconnect from everything was like, nope, I'm here. Yeah, I can barely get some bars, but I'm turning this off, you know, and I'm just going to be here at Port Fest. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I definitely, like, I was on a uh, 5% battery for most of the evening <laughs> you know, from, like, 4 p.m. on and so mm-hmm. i just use my phone sparingly but you know like i think that's a huge problem that i have is constantly being connected and you know i want to i, I want to be in a place where i have 3g and can't mm-hmm. 
do much you know like i'm a little annoyed because i was trying to upload some of the photos to the discord and and the group for people and like you know because people in the audience sent me here i wouldn't have been able to come had it not been for you know like jason doolittle and todd singer and uh she shall remain nameless and Mm -hmm. uh in an and uh gosh I want to say a name, but I don't want to say the wrong name, so I'll just make sure I thank them on the big show. Yeah, uh, I think it was Jake Oliver. Um, so, like, and if I just if you're listening and I forgot you, I, I sincerely apologize. I'm just tired and don't have my notes in front of me. But you know, so so people send me here, and so I want to make sure that I'm updating mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. and especially the group and like. But yeah, like there's got to be times like, I don't know. I just don't think it's good for your brain to constantly be on that stupid thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like, that's why I love it. I love being disconnected, you know, uh, usually like I, I barely even took my laptop out or if I did, I'd do something quick and I put it right back up. And I was only like, yeah. like, like I think the last year that Derek Slopey and uh, Ernest uh, Hancock convince me to pull my laptop out and like show them some stuff other than that it was like nope it's a way i'm enjoying being out here in nature um the one thing uh, because you're, you're staying in the um loser site the um hotel and not being on the campsite site is that you mix the sunrise on the campgrounds and watching the sun come up the mountain i bet that would be amazing because there is some of the most beautiful views of you know 180 degrees of this mountain and uh like i've taken some pictures and posted it but it just doesn't even remotely do it justice oh yeah it and does so i didn't not. even think i didn't even think about that like that I, I bet the sunrise would be just really fucking incredible it is like Lacey and i usually try to get like these like these certain campsites so it's around no because we 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 locked out our first year i'd got a site that you could, it just the most beautiful sight that you could, and watch the sun come up. We lucked out and just picked it at random, and it was gorgeous. And we always try to get either that sight or around it, up there on the top of the hill. There's no trees there, and you can just watch the sun just come up, and it is gorgeous. Not for nothing, but like, I need to take a shower every day. I want a bed. I want to be away from people. I want. I have a fridge. <laughs> Like to keep my water cold. Like <laughs> I just like I love I love going and doing that. But at the end of the day, like I need to at least have a few hours of normalcy to reset. I would be so like Jess showed me her tent, and like Jess is sleeping in in a tent, you know. And she's like, "Look how cool this is! I've got a little light, and I have a water bottle." And I'm like, "You have you're sleeping like a homeless person." Like I would be so crazy, <laughs> like. The first thing I do when I walk in a hotel is unpack my bag and, you know, lay out my things. And I, I, I just like sleeping in a tent and then I couldn't shower every day because I couldn't imagine walking into those showers and like touching the walls. And ugh. like, I'm, I just, I'm a, I'm a kind of a germaphobe. Like I think by 50, no, I, no, I was, it was pretty bad. (laughs) Like it smelled like, hot shits in there and like <laughs> i i just i think by 50 i will be a full-blown germaphobe like mm-hmm. you know 
post P tape Trump. I'm kind of a germaphobe, you know, like, like I, I just, I couldn't do it. And like not, and being hot, I mean, it's not hot. It's like 50 degrees right now because it's pretty cool up here. But I, I, that would be out any sunrise like no sunrise is beautiful enough to deal with the fact that i wouldn't have cold water in a shower every day you know see so so uh, you sound like Lacey at uh, when she's at pork fest uh because she likes to do the whole i'm at pork fest but i'm getting a hotel room i'll have a campsite you know like she's usually like i'll pay for the campsite all this stuff and then she'll end up getting like the she'll get a hotel room in the town just so she can get away yeah. and take a proper shower. She's like, you know, like, nope, this is where I go to use the bathroom. This is where I go to shower at. It's fun being here. That's cute. That's neat. But in the morning, we go over here to take a freaking shower. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I like modern society and all the, the creature comforts that it offers. And there is a part of me that would, would love to connect with nature and, love to go camping and love to like not bathe for a week and like be a real man, like our Mm -hmm, ancestors. mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, like probably not if I'm around other people though, because I'd be so self-conscious about, you know, the, the, like how bad I'd smell. Like I sweat like crazy. And so I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm with her and it is nice to have, have a break too. Like, uh, you know, when you're talking to people from 7.30 a.m. to 11.30 p.m., like, you just... That's why I always really found it difficult being married because there's... Uh, I feel a need to be on, and, you know, she always wanted to talk, and it's just like, I just want guilt-free quiet time, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So, because the ENFJ in me makes... wants me... Everyone should have a good time, and I'm going to make sure good and goddamn well that you're going to have a good time because uh what society has asked me to do good good so pork fest next year uh, i'm not ruling it i'm not ruling it out i mean yeah. uh, like what i really wanted to do was try and go to everything this year and then kind of weed out stuff and and to be candid you know i was talking to this one guy today and he goes, do you think your name really limits what you're trying to do? And I go, yeah. Like, and we've had this conversation, at mm-hmm. least in the, wall, in the wall chat, because, you know, We Are Libertarians is a name that people judge your words by their bias of what libertarianism is. Mm-hmm. And so whatever analysis I give, they go, well, is, or, is this or is this not libertarian? And I don't feel that that's the kind of, content that i do nor is that the kind of listener that i want necessarily Uh, i don't i think the name puts people in a in a in a ranking mode and what we try to do is like let's start with an open mind completely open let's just start Mm -hmm. start with the facts and then start peeling the layers back and then look at this from a libertarian perspective and so so he's like i really kind of feel like your name if you wanted to go mainstream and he goes after after seeing you, not not knowing you, this is the guy that I met in the breakfast line. Like okay. he's like, I mean, he basically said like you could you could go mainstream, but if you change your branding, you know. So, and that's something that I've really thought a lot about for the last year. And so, part of what I want to do over the next couple of years is use "We Are Libertarians" as a name to build up as much audience as I can to build familiarity with me, my name. 
you know, with Chris Spangle. So if I wanted to make it the Chris Spangle show, then there's no, there's still that like, like, you know, like you don't need it. The Jason Stapleton, people just know Jason Stapleton at this right. point. You know? um, but I also am sensitive to the fact that it's hard to ask people like Harry to be a part of the Chris Spangle show. You know, it's sort of like, I don't know. I'm, maybe it's my Midwestern values that it makes me uncomfortable because people are more willing to be a part of the wall community because it's wall and not the Chris Spangle community. And it, so, cause I never want it to be like a, pol- a cult of personality type thing. I, I, I know the irony with the dear leader stuff, but that's like an inside <laughs> joke. We have yeah. fun with like, so, but I thought it was interesting that somebody kind of said, like, if you want to go mainstream, you need, you need to like not have this name. Cause it's, it's, like our Facebook page is a touch is a, is a taste of what will happen when this thing grows. Like, right. Yeah. You know, so you, you have to kind of shed off every thing that's going to kind of bring out the re, you know? Yeah. So, Oh yeah. The re, you got it. Uh, Wicked Kinder posted the chat. Jason has been doing that recently. He has been using the word libertarian less and less recently. More so he's been doing his five principles thing. Yeah, I think people uh, like Dave Rubin, who just kind of call themselves a classical liberal, which is kind of a a deflection from mm-hmm. calling himself a libertarian, you know. But uh, I mean, my my feelings on Dave Rubin are complicated, which you know we can or cannot get into. But yeah, yeah, like I feel there's a little bit of like people don't want to use the libertarian word because they don't want to invite the dog kennel to come in and start attacking them. Right. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's not it's definitely not a hindrance. Like, I don't want it to come across that way because like the sh- people listen to the show because it's a libertarian talk show. That's how they find it. And right. that's what that's what gets them to listen. And so, you know, I'd never would want to change that or what we do. But, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Well, I, I will tell you this. I have no issue on being the co-host on the Chris Spengel show. That will not right. that that doesn't bother me, you know, because you know whatever the show's name, you can call it whatever you want, as long as just you know it's just not the you know Ebony Ivory show. I'm not going to be on that show, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Nor would I ask you to be. Like it's, it's it's already generous enough that you let me get away with the jokes that I get away with already. Like... He, he's deleting it on his on his Photoshop. Like, oh crap! Oh, cancel that! Cancel this! <laughs> <laughs> like. Return that domain. <laughs> Selling that domain. Damn it. But um, uh, the the thing is, is like just like you've always like like uh, you've encouraged me to even do this show, low key wall, and the other thing is the aspect if I really cared and wanted my name out there for a show, just start my own. It's not like you won't encourage me to do it or help me and help me set right. any of this up, you know? Which you know, I yeah, the whole the, I've said so, from the beginning. Long before you were even involved, it's like, you know, we're we're getting to a point where I could start paying people, but we're not totally there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I know some people who pay their, you know, it's like 50 a show. It's like, if I paid Harry 50 a show, I'd never make any money. But, yeah, like, you know, so I have always said, like, if you help me work on this and you help me do this thing, then whatever you need help with, and I will help you with that, you know, mm-hmm. and. 
because I come with a lot of skills and can articulate that. And it's like, you know, so if you were like, I want to change the name to the wall to low key Harry, like go for it. You know, it's, (laughs) it's, so I, I'm just not, you know, it's like Joe is doing the rap thing and Mm -hmm. he wants to come on and it's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because Joe for two or three years was really committed to growing wall and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm gonna help you. It's like even, even though Greg and I don't have any kind of personal relationship at this point, I'll still plug his website because, you know, yeah, he was there. All that, all that aside, like he really helped me get to this place. And yeah. so, if he's gonna start something new, then mm-hmm. you know, we we don't have to talk, but I'll certainly help him. You know, hey, he was on this. He was a part of this. Go, go to his website. Well, it, 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 if you're doing that for Joe, try to convince Joe to come back to proofread articles because I'll go back to writing articles again if I can send them to Joe to get proofread and, you know, put that Joe magic he puts on uh, all my writing. I'll start writing again if I can get that back. I don't think that's going to happen, so you might try Grammarly instead. <laughs> not the same. It's so beautiful when it goes through Joe. It's like, wow, I sound amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe's really, really talented. I mean, the different iterations of the show have all been so much fun and mm-hmm. all different and unique, and it's 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 pretty cool. Like, I like Mark Claire listens to every episode, which I didn't totally know, and is very cool. And oh, wow. he's he's just like the last two weeks have been un- unbelievable, you know, and it's. It's good to like hear that from your peers because so I mean, Mark Claire doesn't Dennis... like it when I'm on the show. Okay, right. No, that's not. <laughs> no, oh, that's funny. That's funny because it's true. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think I think Dennis and and Harry can vouch for this. It's like sometimes I get frustrated because it's like, like, I I, I work really hard at this. Why am I not as popular as X, Y, and Z? Or my peers don't respect me? Or you know, and it's. And and you come and you do this and you kind of go okay they do you just don't you know yeah just, you don't go to events yeah. to hear all that yeah like I told you I was trying to get right. you, yeah go to these events um, and I don't know who this Dennis is I know who Reinhold is yeah. oh I'm sorry <laughs> it's, I, uh... <laughs> it's cool um, I think the I secret's said, out it's it's not it's not it. it's not out and uh. <laughs> The other thing is like, well, if you love New Hampshire in the summer, once you come back in the winter time nope. for uh, Liberty Forum. Nope, <laughs> I'm not coming to this place in the winter time. Just bring bring your snowshoes and a and a, a dog kit. Right, my dog sled. Yeah, it is not that bad. Okay, all right. You it's not sh- Buffalo. Yeah, it's not Buffalo worse but it's like it's, right next to buffalo <laughs> it's where you get three feet of snow because of the lake effect yeah you can right. see josh featherstone then you can hang out with featherstone like that i love josh but i'm not gonna go to buffalo <laughs> i say that but then i'll be in buffalo in two years and be like i love buffalo this is awesome i'm in buffalo, yeah, buffalo. it's a great city yep. how do i move here I, I went to toledo and i was like toledo's cool <laughs> toledo is well, one not day- cool <laughs> One day he's going to go to Canada and say, oh, this Canada is pretty cool up here. We'll just move on up. 
so if close to the border mouth, right now. I'll say your name again. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's so close to the border too. Like I was trying to tell him to bring his passport because like it's a you get leaving pork fats. It's a hop and a skip, and you're in Canada. If you that's I'm the gonna, best point. That's the best I'm part gonna, about going to Detroit is just mm-hmm. you just leave Detroit and go to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I basically consider uh, Canada part of America because we are responsible for their protection and they owe us a lot. And so I want to go to Canada. I'll fucking go to Canada because America is the goddamn greatest country in the world. And those little fuckers aren't telling me I can't come into their country. Which you should do, right, is just go to the border town in Vermont and then cross the line. So basically enter the country of Canada without going to an authorized port of entry. You know, get a misdemeanor. Well... Some guy just got in trouble. I re- I saw like a news flash or something that somebody got in trouble for riding their bike into Canada or something. So yeah. accidentally, because you just kind of crossed the border. Well, there's uh, a jogger. There's a jogger that accidentally uh, jumped when she was jogging. Mm-hmm. Kind of went from British Canada, uh, British Canada to or Columbia to uh, United States and back. Yeah, in, she got there, caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there for two weeks, held in a in a detention center for two weeks. How far of a drive is it? How far is it up to Canada? It's less than an yeah. hour. It's like th- it's like a thirty minute, less than thirty minute drive. Because you just go to Varlo, um, um, Vermont, and it's right there. That's where the port is. It would be kind of funny if I just went and took a photo, just sneaking over the border. <laughs> is that like a? Would that be like a violation if I just post a photo of it? I wouldn't think so. I think they might get upset because you're taking a photo of the border. You might get put on a terrorist watch list. Oh, fuck those people. Yeah. The, everybody on the, on here right now is on a terrorist watch list already. Trust honestly, me. Honestly? I'm not. I'm, okay, how dare you? I, I don't like Bill Weld or anything, but I just want to say that the TSA mm-hmm. has fucking been awesome lately. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. So, <laughs> and here's why I say that. So I go to... Uh, I get there. I wake up at five thirty. That my flight's at seven thirty, so you're supposed to be there two hours early. But I'm like, I'm not gonna get there two hours early. I'm sure, you know, like uh, it's a Thursday morning and it's you know seven thirty a.m. Nobody's gonna be at the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out everybody's at the airport, and <laughs> I walk in and like. Every time I fly, because I usually try to book my flights, you know, 10 a.m. or at, at the earliest. But this mm-hmm. one, I wanted to, like, get there and drive up. And, like, it, obviously, it took me till 8 p.m. to get there. But so I uh, I, uh, I normally, like, get through the line in, like, less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what taking off the shoes and, like, going through the thing. So I walk in. And I'm probably an hour and a half before the flight takes off or whatever. And the line is an hour-long line. Easily. Easily 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, it was as bad as Reagan the morning that I left from D.C. Mm -hmm. And I went through the wrong line. And so, like, you know, at Reagan, I went through the wrong line. And then they're like, no, you got to go through the other line. And it's like, if I go through another 45-minute line, I'm going to miss my flight. And so they let me through. They were cool about it. And so then this one... They, I breezed through that line. It was less than 20 minutes and they didn't all, it was like, it was like when I was a kid, they scan your bag, you go through a metal detector. That was it. No taking off the shoes, Mm. you know, 
nothing. Mm. It it was like, all right, cool. So this whole nonsense about how they're going to be, you know, harder on us during the summer months, it's like, apparently that must just been like fake or something because that was easy. So I didn't, I didn't get a free ball massage or nothing. I was pissed. They didn't go through your whole uh, podcast kit and take it all out and examine it. No, no, because well, they did that to. They did that to Adam Curry all the time. He always <laughs> complains about that. <laughs> they, well, uh, I just brought, hmm? I just brought the Zoom, and so I just brought the Zoom and a cord. Okay. Because you know, after Students for Liberty, like that's part of it. I was so miserable because I had my clothes and then i had a full backpack that was probably 30 pounds of just podcast equipment and i was like all i needed to bring was the zoom and so that's all i brought this time and you know because i didn't need to be over prepared so and it it worked (laughs) out beautifully uh zombie jerk says i only had to scan my bag and metal detector no taking off the shoes and i got nasty stuff in my carry-ons Really? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you like they have like uh, Nasty porn mags or? Don't know what Zombie Jerk had in his uh, carryouts. I'm gonna guess he probably had some porn mags. Who knows? Who knows? Don't know. Yeah. Just or you know, could, you know, back massagers. That's right. Who? You know what? It's America. Zombie Jerk can have whatever. Oh, nasty girl stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Nice, nice. Do we have a, do we have a girl in the Discord? I don't know. Uh, there's no real girls. There's no real girls on the internet, anyways. Okay, no real girl, okay. girls. Okay. So, I uh, this is funny, and I don't think I've told this on the air anywhere, but on uh, race day, Hannah Dra- or Hannah Drazich, yeah, I've <laughs> almost dead named her too. Uh, so Hannah Drazich brought the bachelorette party gift uh, for Sarah, the lovely bride of the Boss Hog of Liberty. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically it was, uh, we had to go through security and they searched it and uh, we I videotaped the guard's face when they looked down and saw a (laughs) 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 strap-on. And that was funnier than Jeremiah's face when he saw it, but it was. I was like, "What is he gonna do? What is he gonna do with that?" Looks so. the security guard in the face. She brought the small one. I'm disappointed too. Go. <laughs> well, what's what's funny about it too is that. Uh, the there were these two little cute like twenty year old girls who were selling tickets, and then there were three middle aged black guys who were security. Mm-hmm. And so we had kind of shown it to the ticket girls because I brought it up, and they looked out and they started giggling. Mm-hmm. And the security guys had seen that, and then when we went over, like they were prepared, they kind of prepared, but they were definitely unhappy about the homosexual nature of that particular item so. but they found it non they they found it threatening in in all the right ways so hmm, hmm, hmm. it's almost now you want to like build stuff like that that put on your care you know, like a carry-on so they have to rich it out like 
get some like some metal phallic object and write the bill of rights on it so they have to take it out and inspect it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I wonder if you can buy bill of rights suitcases. That'd be a great idea. Yeah, that'd be a good one. I do like the um the bill of rights that uh, uh Bittner has the metal uh, bill of rights he leaves in his pocket when he goes to the detector. Like beep. Oh, hold on. Let me hand over my uh, rights. So obnoxious. That's so awesome. The best one is um, Ernest Hancock. If you ever get to see when he goes to like the um, uh, detectors, right? Because they try to get him to the, the scanner machine, and he stops and goes, "I opt out." And if the security guards try to make a loud noise about it, he's he's louder. Right, he's just like opt out, and he just gets his loud bellowing voice. I'm opting out, yeah, opt out party. You can opt out too, and he just makes this huge noise to let people know they can opt out of the the scanner machine to go through the regular metal detector or go just for a pat down. So it starts backing up the lines, so they kind of like rush him through quickly because he just makes this huge ruckus. It's it's amazing. Yeah, a friend of mine just... brought me back a um, the Pendulette does the Bill of Rights on it piece of metal and he signed it and gave it to uh to me through a friend of mine so that was something i always carried too yes the bill of uh i'm i'm about to wrap up here but uh matt <laughs> matt somebody who does the uh the pendulette podcast he's his producer mm-hmm. i guess and uh um, no let me look it up he's really funny he did a comedy and magic show and it's just really solid so it yeah comes to i your... believe that's ghetto okay maybe i feel like that wasn't the right name though um following matt mattingly matt donnelly he's his co-host matt donnelly oh yeah okay oh. there's like i don't like searching for donnelly so many mats involved with the uh, Pendulette radio stuff, and then you have the Matt and Mattingly ice cream social. That's the I... one that I saw. It was really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was a. It, he was hilarious. So I always want to like Google the magic tricks, but I don't really want to know. There you go. You you never want to know. You never really want to know. Right. Yeah. Have some magic in your life, please. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I'm glad you 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 enjoyed Porkfest. We can try to convince you to go to uh to um uh, Liberty Fest out in uh, uh in, in February, which is like I said, it's not that bad. It's not that cold. Just just be, it's like the middle of winter, so it's not that bad. You know, the right. year you get him to go, it's going to be like a big blizzard that weekend, and it's it's going to just it's... he's going to hate you for it. <laughs> get snowed in. He's going to blame you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. My yeah. ass is not leaving Indianapolis before May anytime ever again, <laughs> unless it's to go south. Go to Anarchopoco. That's oh, real. That's yeah, I would love to go to Anarchapoco. Uh, I would have said absolutely not, but after having come to Porkfest. But here's the thing: like you'll burn so I, bad. The the thing about Porkfest, mm-hmm. there's a ton of programming. There's a ton of speeches and all kinds of people to see and meet and all that stuff. 
Like I didn't go to any of it, and I don't like I don't care about a debate Good. between Bitcoin and Dashcoin. And like I sat in Bitcoin on one cash. guy who's like, like he's basically he was teaching people how to like. I don't know, take over the local airwaves using radio frequency. And like, I, you'd think I would be interested, but I didn't get it and I didn't care. And it was just kind of like, whatever. Like, Porkfest, I think, is only fun if you bring friends with you mm-hmm. uh, or you have friends. Like, I had friends here existing, you know? So, like, I think it's, it's, it's value is social mm-hmm. more than anything. So. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's why it'd be fun if you know we, uh, you know we came as a group, or you know we encouraged our listeners to come to, and everybody met here, and, mm-hmm. and th- you know that that's what it would be fun. So yeah, if we got it, like a block, yeah, we got what we got a block of like campgrounds together. Because even if the people who like yourself who will not camp, but if we had like a block, like. This is where the wall listeners are like, you know, if you wanted to come out for the the sunrise, you know, you could just like leave your hotel early and come up like because, you know, like, OK, this is uh, what's her names, you know, who who shall not be named, who will definitely come um, a campsite, which you could sit out there and watch the sunrise come up. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and, you know, I guess my thing was, oh, I bet there are a bunch of creeps there and blah, blah, blah. Like. Yeah, but no more than like any libertarian. Probably way less people. Uh, like there almost was nobody that I saw that I would engage with. You right. know, I mean, everybody's been super nice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of weed around, but like you don't. It's not in your face. Like, right? Yeah. The you know, because most people have vape pens at this point. Like, yeah. You know, and the, there's not. There's a bunch of kids running around. And, very it's just a very safe environment and mm-hmm. like friendly and so and, and you know, I, 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 roger basically said like if you got to spend your money go to pork fest over the national libertarian convention and i kind of was like oh yeah but that's just roger saying that like he's right <laughs> like 100 percent right mm-hmm. yeah well yeah it's it's nice it's safe environment to bring your kids to and just let just let them loose and you know have fun for the uh you know for the whole week that you're there up at Porkfest. um right are, are there creepitarians there yes there's creepitarians creepitarians you know but there's creepy people everywhere though because uh, there, even on this call hmm? even on this call right now there's no, just kidding <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like um i resemble that yeah, the because uh, like yeah. Lacey uh, was always talking about how like uh, how some of the like the creepitarian can get very thick and real sometimes when she was, first was going up there. Like a lot of the uh, guys were, you know, got a little bit creeper. Here's the thing, like I don't know what it is about like libertarians, and I'm I'm gonna try and use like anarchists less as like a pejorative, but. Like, cause it is really all libertarians. Like, I don't get what it is about there. There's like a certain way of dressing and mm-hmm. listen, I wore a black t-shirt today too, <laughs> but like, I don't feel I looked like this, but like, <laughs> everyone else but me. No. Well, <laughs> all pale, very pale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dad, much. dad bought his buck, like very, you know, kind of mm-hmm. portly. Mm-hmm. Unkempt beard, usually long. 
um, bad haircut, uh, black t-shirt, usually with some sort of political or metal uh, band, uh-huh. political message or metal band. Mm-hmm. It's usually kind of old. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their Liberty t-shirt. Um, <laughs> cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletic socks that go up to your knees, but that are either pushed down or all the way up to the knees, and black New Balance shoes that like you'd wear if you were a kitchen, like a server or something. Like, mm. and then that's just kind of like, the, and then maybe throw on like a nice fishing hat on top. Like, <laughs> is, so many guys here look like that, and it's so odd to me. It's like. It's, for for a group of people who want to express individuality, there's so much conformity. But and, and it'll be that way next week at the Libertarian Party convention. It'll be people in that same kind of vein where it's like the libertarians just not get sunlight. They don't. And a lot of, I guess. And a lot of them are, you know, white, so a lot of them don't tan very well. Like like take it like a if we were planning on taking you to Anarchopoca, we'd have to start now to give you a nice base tan so you don't just burn and spend the entire Anarchopoca inside and out on the beach with myself. Yeah. I mean, I have a good base tan. That's why I'm sort of ham-colored, but yeah. I got burned today. But, yeah, the uh, like, yeah. But, I don't know. It was, it was just The other funny thing was, like, watching Steve Byrne, this, the, the Overstock CEO, here's a billionaire, and it's like, yeah. Eight thirty in the morning, and he's just kind of wandering around in his gi. He was wearing like a karate outfit. Yeah, yeah, right. Isn't that cool? Did you recognize? Who, did you recognize who he was, or did someone tell you who he was? Someone had to tell me, but like you could yeah, tell he was a billionaire because he, he he just has like a different look. Like I would definitely. It's like I said, he he's like this tall guy who's well dressed mm-hmm. who just looks different and he's you know got a 25 year old blonde girlfriend with mm-hmm. you know like a tiny little dog and so like there are not many of those type of like people wandering around so so they they just he just sort of sort of stood out but mm-hmm. uh then he wore the gi and he fit right in but <laughs> the other thing harry if you had been here literally there were three black guys here this weekend and okay. it was how dare you eric july mm-hmm Eric July, the Lions of Liberty co-host, and then one other guy that I didn't, I, I had talked to, but I didn't get his name. And everybody kept going, is that Eric July? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you would have been like, is that Eric July? Like, no. it was the weirdest, it was the funniest thing. <laughs> it's okay. So. But yeah, would you, sh- like a lot of people, when they get out there, they actually are shocked the number of black people they actually do see at Fortress, you know? Yeah. Of course, it was like, well, I remember one year I went and like there was like a family there who happened to be black too, and they all assumed I was part of their same family, which we did get along, but no, no, we weren't like, you know, relatives. You should have been like, no, they're bloods. <laughs> I'm Crips. And like the way they would have believed you. The other funny thing was when Bittner, Bittner and Morgan and mm-hmm. Jess Mears and I were like standing there talking, mm-hmm. and, uh, a tick flew on me and you have no idea how terrified of ticks I am. Like I'm terrified <laughs> of black people. And like I wanna go hiking and I wanna go camping, but I'm deathly afraid of getting Lyme disease for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. so of getting ticks. And I think it's part of living alone where like nobody can check me for ticks. Although I I asked Jess to look me over, but she declined. And so <laughs> we start talking about Lyme disease and I go 
Oh, yeah. Well, one of the symptoms is that everything starts to taste like citrus. And Jess goes, wow. Okay, is that why it's called Lyme disease? And I go, yeah. And Morgan goes, oh, my God, I taste lime like right now. I go, yeah, but you have a gin and tonic with a lime in it. And she goes, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then they start talking. I was like, I was waiting for Bittner to do what Bittner always does, which is like put me down and make fun of me and say, you idiot, that's a joke. But he never did it. So I was like, all right, I got to fess up. But use that joke on your friends. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> fun troll. Fun troll. But yeah, uh, Zombie Jerk says the uh, ticks are nasty AF. Um, let's see. Yep. So yeah, yeah, ticks are awful. Always get checked for ticks. Um, that's why you try not to go into the tall grass uh, at Portfest. Try to stay in the um, the low and where everybody's at. But at the end of the day, you need to check yourself for ticks. You know, so um, you know. Usually, the gay narcos are there to help check people for ticks. I'm sure if they were there this year, they would be more than happy to take you over there to check you. In their tent, uh, well, in their tent. I. Uh, listen, I'm a new man. Been to Pork Fest, so mm-hmm. everything goes. On the screen, I'm putting thing about talking about tick bites, and and that's another reason. Like when I'm out at at Pork Fest, like I'm covered in you know 50% D, you know everything I can to make sure ticks and fleas and stuff, mosquitoes don't get on me. And then I'm aggressively also spraying on um, uh, uh, sunblock because you know like you're out in the sun for also like. I personally don't need it, but I use it as a timer just for myself, you know, so I remember to put it on uh, 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 Lacey because, you know, being sunburned uh, and camping is no fun. Yeah, yeah. So, wait, like, black people don't get skin cancer or, like, sun don't need sunscreen or get sunburned? We get skin cancer. We just don't live long enough to get um, to really feel the effects of skin cancer. Because of the beaties. The the diabetes, the heart disease, the circle, the uh, thin blue line, sickle cell, sickle cell. Th- that's like racist, that. right? <laughs> so, so like, but you don't, but you don't get like you don't get a sunburn like I get a sunburn or anything. Correct. Yeah. It t- well, I can get one and just takes an awful long, but the same radiation exposure still affects me. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like I need to wear like it's basically like I I can wear sunscreen, but I can wear like expired sunblock and or it could be like spf5 i just need a little bit to block the radiation i don't need the you know trying to block myself from sunburn so um got some uh zombie jerk says eat a shit ton of raw garlic bugs won't touch it but i want to it minced in in butter and then dip my lobster in it is that the same and no one else will so oh yeah yeah it's true that's true i love my garlic but uh, usually, like, um, I use, like, the onion method of keeping mosquitoes away from myself at Portrait. So we, like, use the citronella candles, the tiki torches, got every tiki torches, and uh, and wearing deed on myself and deed on my clothes. All right. So many layers. Now, the one thing I do want to try is that, like, that electronic thing. Like, Joe Rogan kept talking about that on the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> that, that it works, and it works in a, And if it works in Alaska, which has, like, some of the worst mosquitoes, I kind of want to try it out. I don't know how what what is it, it does. Um, I don't know. I forget what it's called. It's this uh, one. that's like the little fan on it. It's got like an element on it. And it heats like a heating element on it, and uh, um, and then like blows this fan around. Yes, yes. The deet will kill me before the bugs will. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> but you'd rather go out with the deet than the bugs. <laughs> I will go out with my deet. <laughs> my deet. I love my deets. Uh, it stinks so bad, but it stops the bugs. But I won't get the Lyme disease. I just. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. Well, right. Harry, um, we may be good on shows next week, but uh, we may do one on Thursday. Uh, probably not Tuesday because I've got the the league show, and then I've got the pork fest show that I'm going to put out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we uh, we may just do a show Thursday this week. Is that going to gonna... be the episode where you're setting up the OBS and probably using the Mac that I built for you to do the OBS and streaming through? We can try. There's no try. Is either we do or do not. We could do. We could do uh, Tuesday. You could come over and we could fuck around with that. Yeah. So, essentially, I just want to have to prepare one show this week. I just don't. I don't want to have to do all that. You know, hard, hard work. Well, like, what are you yeah. going to be doing down in NOLA, though? I mean, you're going to be setting up down there, too. So, how much do you want to be talking before so, you go down there? It, right. So, Reinhold so, is a, a week from now, New Orleans? This next weekend. Yeah, it's not that okay. it was next weekend. One week from now, NOLA. Man. A lot. I didn't know. It was, I thought it was two weeks from now. Okay. Yeah, let me put that on the screen so everyone knows what, what, what the heck we're talking about when we kept talking about yeah, Saturday. LP National Convention 2018. Woohoo! Came right up. Yeah, right? Alright, so for all the people that are in the news, yes! Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans is the Libertarian National Convention this year. It's uh, happening NOLA, aka NOLA, in 2018, and it is happening on yeah, yeah. It's it is next week. Bring up the schedule. June so twenty. Make sure we get the dates. June 29th. Oh, sorry, that's the breaker packages. Where is the uh, schedule? Register schedule. C10 schedule. Just above. Oh, is it above that? Just above the packages. But you, you know what? You know what? Friday starts Friday the 29th, 2018. So, yep, that is next week, man. 8 a.m. Well, Friday's just check check in day. Check in, yeah. Nothing really going on until Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, I fly in Saturday and I leave Tuesday. Although mm-hmm. Jess was like, "You got to stay till Friday." I'm like, "No, I gotta." No, no. <laughs> like, I was gonna I was gonna go down there with my wife for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, we had some family things, and she's just not able to make it down there. So I'm cutting my trip a little short. But I'm still gonna be there, probably Friday night till Tuesday. And I'm heading back. I don't see the state for Fourth of July. Well, like I'm going back. I could have stayed Saturday at Pork Fest and then gone back Sunday. But it's just like go back Saturday, give yourself a day to like have a weekend so you can clean your clothes and like i don't know just get ready for the week and the, especially you know and same with fourth of july it's like it's not like i have plans on the fourth of july but after you know days of travel and mm-hmm. talking and being around people it's just like i don't know i kind of just want to get one day saturday's a travel day you know uh tuesday's a travel day and then you know you're just napping on wednesday right yeah did you get your credentials 
Uh, yeah, finally. So okay. That's good. I basically I helped set up uh, Radio Row and awesome all that good stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zombie Jerk says, "Look at all those nerds." I was putting up the the website and photo of the LP convention. So apparently, the Zombie Jerk, we're all nerds. Why did, I will be why there did Cass- suited up to. Hmm? So I'm going Cass- down. Hurting- oh, Cass reading that. What at a time, please. I think. I think I might have chased off a few people. Oh, oh right hold. Get yourself together, son. What'd you What'd you do? Uh, I called out somebody for being a very close bordered person mm. on the day we were having some issues and <laughs> um, insert. And I think uh, Cass was there for insert, so she tried trolling me after that. And I mm. wouldn't take the mm. I didn't say anything. And I think they just got bored. Oh, yeah, they'll come back. That's fine. Oh, I mean, it's what we do. It's a, it's like the fourth time she's left. The yeah, survey, yeah, so. yeah, 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 you're right. It is like the fourth time she's left. <laughs> like I said, well, like, if you hear, hmm? we want you to. If you hear this, we want you to come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Reinhold, behave yourself. So there, I've admonished him. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's Discord. Hey, if you're in the DMZ, you know what was going on. Either get out of yep. the demilitarized zone and go in the starter zone. If you need to, you know, someone going too hard in the paint, just leave them alone. Go in the starter zone. In the starter zone, that doesn't happen. You know, just like any you know, other you know what's remote. funny is that Dennis is apparently chasing people off, but like not Nice. Nice doesn't chase anybody off. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Well, Nice is adorable when he does it. Yeah. I'm just a mean, bitter old man. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: like, Nice doesn't ever attack anybody in the We Are Libertarians world. Like, he and Christy Avery, of all people, have had beef. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's the only person that Nice has ever beefed with, except for Bittner. Yeah, but that's because he felt yeah. Bittner took took himself too seriously. But like, oh, me. Uh, so. Yeah, like, Christy's the only person he... Because he just doesn't come at people, really. But, like, he goes in these other... But all he posts is how he goes hard at other people in other groups. And it mm-hmm. makes me laugh, so... Yeah. But he's so savage. Oh, yeah. 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 Of course, he's got to finally get his computer back, so that's why we haven't heard much from him for the last few days. Okay. Yeah, I, I asked somebody on the show. I was like, what's... Why? why where's... Why is James just like spiraling? I was like, he doesn't, hasn't had his computer because his shit yeah. kids poured water on it. Yep, yep. I told you, he, he he's dangerous, bored man. You can't not let niece get bored. You know? No. You no, know, it's all right, boys. I'm gonna go to bed. Are you? It's fine. Right. Weakling. Well, uh, I wish I had some coffee. <laughs> all right. All I'll right. talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks for coming. Thank, thank you for um, yeah, yeah. coming out and hanging out with us. First, first time on Loki Wall. Yeah. 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 You actually made Loki Wall. Usually you come in at the tail end. I hit stop stream, then you pop in. <laughs> hey, don't, don't make it the last time. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Right. Bye, guys. Bye. Right, guys. Bye.
It'll be the last time. This is my domain. I rule here. <laughs> <laughs> Back here on Low Key Harry. Name of the show now. New name. Updating the stream. <laughs> Alright, so like, yeah. So like, I tell people, it's like, Porkfest is a fun event. See? Deer Leader went. Deer Leader loved it. I've been trying to get him to go for years, and he kept rejecting it. And now he sees why, like, he sees, like, the, the, the beauty of going out there in the middle of New Hampshire. Granted, he didn't get to see it in its heyday, like, when it was, like, real and, like, really, like, just raw. But I don't think he would probably enjoy the rawness of it. I think he likes that polish that has been put on it. Me personally, I love the rawness of pork with Porkfest was when I had Buzz's Big A dance party, the gigantic, this, um, you know, the, the heat intent, you know, when it was just like, you know, where Forkfest, which is a fork of Porkfest, which happens the weekend before, is more like Porkfest of old, but not like, but it's still completely different, you know, which. You know, like, some, you know, it's almost like nostalgia because, you know, it's been on 15 freaking years. And so I don't know if I'm looking back at it as, like, just nostalgia at this point. You know, like, oh, it was always better back in the days. The good old days of Porkfest, which probably wasn't even that good. But, you know, memory's tricky and stuff like that. Whew. So, thanks to Dear Leader for not, I don't want to say derailing, but, like, hijacking the low-key wall episode. I was going to talk about, start talking about, like, uh, I also wanted to talk about, like, the car issue and how, um, secret, what is it, uh, special police, yeah, special agent Copeland and how his, uh, his idea of cars are awful, but, you know, you know, I like yeah. it. Judgmental. Just super judgmental. I will judge you on your cars all the way for the win, Okay. Because your cars are, you know, the car that you like, yeah, it's not the best, okay? Alright, alright. Just other cars that you should play with. The other cars that you might like. Yeah. I'm hoping we can actually get, like, Spangled, I like Spangled traveling. I wish we could try to get him to go more. Hopefully we, he keeps his up, goes to admit, because that helps grow the show. And like I said before, it's like, I'm fine with him if he ever does make the push and just changing it and then calling it the Chris Spangle show or just doing Thursday and calling that the Chris Spangle show and him doing Tuesday as well, or just, well, just like we, like we always talked about, like just dropping and stop saying the whole acronym of Wheeler Returns and just saying wall. If it comes down to it, well, he, he could do, he could do the main show as a Chris Spangle show and then just call it part of the wall network. Correct. Yeah. Right. And still keep it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or whatever he wants to play with, or just jump in and just just say like, no, this is what we're going to go forward with. A lot of people have done and, that, you know. And then we could, then we could take over the basementarians. Basementarians, yeah, we are basementarians. It's okay. I'm getting in contact with the guy who apparently has a domain name that is close to one of I have. What did I have? Because <laughs> is selling it to me because he's got. Because I've got Anonymous Liberty, and he's got Liberty Anonymous, which he wants to know if I want to buy that one, which, eh, I don't know. It depends on what the price is, right? Because I'm not going to spend over, like, the, what, 10 bucks for that. If he wants more than 10 bucks, he can, like, I don't care, dude. I don't, you got to be careful, because there was a, a chance for me to get uh, a domain name I wanted really bad. I've been trying to get for about 10 years, and uh -huh. the guy was willing to sell it to me for, like, $200. Uh-huh. 
And I was like real borderline. It was like real close. I was just about to offer him a little bit less. And then I just said, ah, that'd be fine. I don't need it. And because it's a dot com of all, because I've got the dot nets, orgs, and everything else for my name for Reinhold. So who's going to do Reinhold.com? Now, if I try to go get it because he let it lapse, I went into a bidding or he sold it to the company that does, you know, sells it at auction or whatever. They're wanting $1,500 for it. And I'm just laughing. Hey, you guys uh, hear this thing about, um, you guys ever listen to the band named Pantera? Any Pantera fans? Pantera, aw, oh, Vinnie Paul died. Yeah, I saw that. Before, man. I'm 52 and looking at and just like tightening up my butthole really hard. Ooh. Ooh. I, I have to say, he probably lived a little bit harder than I do, so I, I'm not as worried but you have no proof still 54 uh, yeah oh man <laughs> oh man there's some people who you just I just can't believe are still alive to be honest with you ten dollars like rolling stuff why are you laughing at ten dollars for what's what, what's ten dollars just lol ten dollars are you talking about my my, my, my premium emote? <laughs> That's because the $5 emote got banned. They wouldn't let me have this one. But they let I put this one for premium and that one got passed. Which is... I don't even know how. Okay? Oh, you talk about the, the domain. Yeah. That you wouldn't pay more for that domain name. Alright. Okay. Alright. I, you know, no, because the only reason I have the you other really domain, use I don't really use it, and the only reason I have the other domain is because it's a big F you to White Wolf, because I got mad at White Wolf, right? And I was mad at, the, I was drunk, mad at them, and I realizing a lot of the domains that they owned were, they slept on them, and they didn't go to auction, they were just up, so I just started to buy up domains, their domains. <laughs> Which didn't last long. Trust me, like I bought a couple, sobered up. Next morning, I'm like, shoot, I wonder how many more up there. And then the rest of them started like going back up. And I was like, I crap, should have bought more. So I just kept buying. But yeah, I only got that one because the website I got was from the uh, Hunter the Reckoning Bide. And that's the website of the Hunter Net site that you would use to get to the Hunter Net site. I own that. I don't get. I was trying to buy also buy the Hunter Net one, and I couldn't get that. One. But the other one I do own because this is a good series. And F White Wolf. <laughs> so I said that that domain that I was talking about went up to fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's gone up. What? I just checked it out. It's now thirty five hundred dollars. They want for that domain. Who who wants that? Who's gonna pay that? I'm not. I'm the only one who really, really want it, because I've got all the other um, dot names. You know what I'm saying? I got the dot orgs and dot nets and all that stuff. So they're just. So who else is going to want that? They're just going to cyber squat. That's fine. Let them do that. They'll get bored and give it up eventually, but call it a loss. That's true. That's true. Which. Who knows? Who knows it? Who knows what they'll do with it, you know? Um, 
you know, like I've had offers to buy that, which I thought was White Wolf, and I just mentioned them like release the uh, the rights to Big Eye Small Mouth and uh, and open source it or give it to me. I'm like I can't don't I don't have that ability. I, you know, I'm, I I I know you're White Wolf. Just give me what I want. That's all I want. I just want you to release Big Eye Small Mouth out of your control. Live it out to the public since you're not going to do anything with it. You're just sitting on this IP. Okay, just release it. You know, I love that system, the big eye, small mouth, uh, try stat system. The idea that you can make anything and just have the three different stats so make a role-playing experience very light, very fun, and very enjoyable. Um, speaking of that, I will probably be bringing that finally to this channel of getting my campaign up and running. Because um, it seems like every time I get to this point where I know, like, hey, I can run it on this day at this time something else happens in my life which confuses it which so hopefully nothing happens here in July and I can go forward with my idea and my plan to finally run my game which I have been dying to run and to roll some freaking dice and be, be a lot of fun the also the other idea is like I was talking to uh, Paul earlier uh, Reinhold that the um, upgrading the whole um, low-key wall thing right since um, I kind of do like the idea of doing Loki Wall on Friday nights right after Liberty Day and Chill. So taking the money that I have made so far from Twitch and doing the, an upgrade and upgrading some of the stuff in my home uh, and the ba in the basement uh, studio and inviting you guys over after um, uh, Liberty and Chill and just coming to the basement and we do Loki Wall live in a studio. It's an idea. Shoot it, you know, just tossing it up in the air and seeing how we like really come with it. Because, you know, you don't have to, I'm not saying you have to come out every Friday and you're fine to remote in, but if you do, I like the idea of sitting in the studio and having these arguments, stuff like this. It's an idea, something to play with. Sure. Yeah, I heard you talk about that before. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, Wicked Kender. I mean, we were talking about doing it like at Liberty and Chill and having a Liberty Chill stream, mm -hmm. but that's, mm -hmm. you got to get a good, you know. A good place to do that. I don't know if Triton is the best place because of all the noise. Yeah. The music. Uh, well, we there's something we can do. We can go to lavalier microphones and the Zoom is in the uh, um, H2 H4 Zoom controller uh, recorder is actually very actually records very good audio quality at, at uh, Triton. We've tested it out. Um, the problem is can be streaming from that location is not the best. And. Um, but, you know, not impossible. It does work. We can do it there. Or at any location like that. But, yeah. Um, Wicked Kinder goes, yeah, RPG, one day I will carve out some time and place of. That's the other thing I did want to do when I do the RPG on here is to allow people in, in to come in and do the uh, – uh, that want to do the RPG – and out wow, like a like revolving character, maybe even have a character that's like probably like just crazy and have multiple personalities, and allow that character to be played by multiple people who just come in and that that can't play all the all. I I I've, I think that would be an interesting character to take onto the show, or just allow because how the nature of the show just allow people to come in and and go, especially if we keep them in small contained arcs of each day. Um, yeah, you can yeah. get better mics. Yes, yes, better mics for the H of the, the Zoom recorder to record in public places like that. Um, like I have like even better mics to record in the studio, but I, I use my headset because it's just easier. And you know the idea of low key walls was to make the easier recording show other than like sit there have the microphone in my face sitting with the mixer board. You know. 
I'll say Achievement Hunter did something like that where they had a character and they would have, every time they got drunk, it would flip over and someone else would take over and they would change personalities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something that's fun to do because uh, it gives the character, you know, kind of a, a fun thing to play around with. <laughs> I once played in a game um, that we did a round robin DM style. So, like, the ever so minutes the um, DM would change, we just pass clockwise. It was an incredibly fun one-shot game up to the point that we started to realize that we can pigeonhole and corner the next DM once we got down to like the last two minutes of the game. We can like pivot the story and like put you in a like just a like, haha, now you have to deal with this next, next. So like those, like the improv games where you tap in and tap out, you know, you can just screw with people that way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you're just like, okay, and then you guys enter the shower, and then this tentacle monster come out. Oh, that's your turn now. Here you go. It's, and when I was do- when I was doing a lot of writing before, yeah. uh, there used to be places where you would do that, where you'd write a chapter, and someone else would write a chapter, and you'd try to put the characters in such a weird cliffhanger that you had to that the challenge was the next person getting them out of it in a logical way. <laughs> so that was always a fun little exercise to play with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's you know that's always the best. But like you know, so so it kind of builds on that, and you start. It, it's it's a lot of freaking fun. I I did love that game. Um, but the game I would want you to do it's like a. I wanted to run like a. It's like it's gonna feel like a mix of a superhero game, but not like everyone's gonna. I I, I want to call it a superhero game just so people get underneath the idea of. You know, just the baggage of a lot of the other gaming systems, the baggage of that off, the idea of levels and all this other junk, get that off. Just let's build a character with an idea in mind of what you want and what you care, what you want your character to be without this whole baggage of like levels. I want to be level 15 or I've got to build a ranger so I can get this one ability. No, if you just want to dual wield, just dual wield, you know, or if you want to shoot fireballs, just shoot fireballs, you know. You know, play your freaking character the way you want to build your character. Like, if you just want to shoot fireballs, then you don't need this backlog of all the crappy spells, you know? Or if you don't want spells, you just want to be a freaking ninja, but you don't want to be a thief with this, you know, this other thief stuff that you want with it. You just want to be a ninja, play a freaking ninja the way I your found, ninja wants I found that. Yeah, I found that Role Master does a really good job of that. Role Master? Because you have. The- yeah, Rollmaster had this great setup where everything was based off 100 uh, percent, percentiles, so you use a lot of percentile dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a long list of skills that you can choose from, and everybody could just choose from whatever skills they wanted to. So it could change their character to be a lot less specialized mm-hmm. uh, in it, the stereotypes. They could do a lot of different things with them. So I had like a monk, but I was doing magic stuff with the monk, and I had a familiar and things like that just because of the, the way I built it. Right? So there's a lot of fun... It, the the character, the default character um, archetypes were just kind of like suggestions and placeholders. They weren't really limiting. Hmm. Yeah, and that's like one of the aspects of like you you try to get to people into like you know in the Bessem universe is like they get they get so limited on like like even this one like the when you show someone like the big eye small Slayer's book they're like oh I can play Slayer's character no. 
don't play Slayer, but just look at like the way they build their abilities through it. Look how they try to make the spells balance or the characters balance, just like the um, hot rods and gun bunnies, and like how someone with guns and a car can exist in a world where you know someone can shoot like you know like these massive spells off. You know, it's you know that you know that balance that people try to get them to do. All right, I'll click on your role, Master Dang. But yeah, it's you know it's that type of baggage I I want people to try to drop off when playing in the game, and the which I know it also takes some time because like I don't try to pigeonhole people into like the big meta plot of the game, and I let people try to like do things because I like to have this orga I like to have that organic type of world, so where things are happening. The main plot is whatever the characters choose to focus on the most. That's the main plot for the characters. And there's still stuff that are going on. Like, if you don't focus or decide to go after this stream of this one guy doing something, well, he's going to continue going on what he's doing, and you will feel his effects throughout the world if you choose not to deal with it. You don't have to deal with this person. But if you don't deal with them, you know... How many of what's going to happen, and how many of these effects are you going to do with? Like, um, case in point, uh, like the first adventure is like you know, like hearing about like some werewolves. Okay, if you don't deal with these werewolves, you know, you're going to start feeling the effects of you know the werewolf population getting too hot, getting huge, getting massive, and becoming aggressive. You have to deal. Either you either deal with it, or it deals with you. Because they're going to do what they wanted to do with their main focuses. They're not going to like, ha ha ha, I'm a villain and this is what I do. Well, they've got their own hopes and dreams and what they want to do in the world. So, And they probably will not align with what your characters want to do. So, Well. Oh, sorry. Like, everything got, like, all quiet. So this is the roll, master. So just roll. Shouldn't do that probably too much, but I'm gonna, you know, I have to get an awful clip there. I'll be careful. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to create a new unified system that they're putting together. Um, so it's free to play test. If you go in the forums, you can get all the books for free to play test. I do love free. I do love the free system. You know, free is awesome. Okay. And then on that massive bombshell, I think I'm going to end here tonight. Um, thank you for everyone who came out and gone to this, you know, nearly two and a half hours here on uh, Loki Wall. So big, massive two-hour show. Thank you for Dear Leader to giving us report of coming out to Pork Fest. Um, thank you for all everyone who just came in and listened, or you could have been doing anything on a Friday night, but you decided to hang out with me and hang out with everyone with the Low Key Wall crew. So thank you, thank you so much. Um, uh, so let's give it a round robin. Other people who left in the chat room who wants to say something and p p pitch in and talk. Um, Sailor Mercury, do you want to? Uh, uh, so that's me. Uh, so I got me. So Reinhold. Um, yeah, so tomorrow we are doing uh, ro uh, actual role-playing, D&D, &D, uh, mm -hmm. at 1 o'clock on Reinhold TV on Twitch. Uh, and you can follow me on Reinhold on Twitter and Reinhold TV on Twitter for gaming stuff. Reinhold is more for uh, political stuff, libertarian stuff. And that's it.
All right. Uh, Wicked Kendra, you want to wrap up anything? Okay. Um, Special Agent Copeland, or AKA original character, do not steal. Do you want a, anything to wrap up? Uh, n no. Uh, we do need to start thinking about what my plans for Liberty and Chill down in New Orleans are going to be. I don't have a clue what sort of restaurants are going to be good to go to. But if anybody who listens to this is going to be down in New Orleans for the convention next Friday, uh, you know, drop me a line on Facebook. Let me know if there's something you'd like to do, if you'd like to meet up with other wall fans and have a good time and I'll try to rope dear leader into it as well. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone for coming out to the, um, uh, coming out to Loki wall. I really, really appreciate everyone coming out. It's been a blast. I've had a lot of different fun talking over like, and hearing the joy of dear leader of going to pork fest. So it's been a blast, and get to talk about games and stuff like that. So, and and the things that are future coming. If you you know like the conversation, want to continue going on, boom, jump into the Discord channel. You can also find us. Uh, find more stuff out of that is at wheelerbaterians.com. You can get uh, the podcast of the big show anywhere where you can find podcasts. Just type on we type in wheelerbaterians and we'll pop up. Um, I personally, the best place to download us out was off of Fireside onto your PC or Mac. So, you know, so thanks for everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Say bye, Paul. Goodbye. Goodbye, Paul.